Welcome to the 10th episode of the Scout Trailblazers podcast. And with me today is Ralph Zing, the creator of the Impure, which is the latest offering through Scout's nonstop uh, program. How are you doing, Ralph? I'm fine. I'm great. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's good to talk with you. So why don't we start out about talking about your experience in comics? Because American audiences may not be as familiar as uh, other audiences. So why don't you tell people your experience in comics? So I started with comics like I think seven or eight years ago. Uh, my first title in the United States was a four-issue miniseries for heavy metal. Uh, it was called uh, Narcopolis, and it was the adaption of an independent movie. And I did it together with a friend uh, who asked me if I can join as an artist. And we worked on that. And after that, I did some short stories uh, in Europe and especially in Germany. And after that... Uh, I pitched my books, uh, my new title. I, I made a title on my own. Uh, it was called Zenoba. And I pitched it to a couple of publishers. And that's how I found Scout Comics. And they wanted to do that title. Mm -hmm. And we did a seven-issue run uh, at Scout. And I also published it myself in Germany as a hardcover book. And I did like... I two successful Kickstarter campaigns to get all that funded. And yeah, Zenova was a lot of fun and was a big success for us as as a first big title. And yeah, now after that, I wanted to do a new book, but uh, while I was doing just the artist job and on my first books and on Zenova, I was writer and artist. I wanted to do a new title where I only do the uh, the writing, so uh, I could focus more on the story, on 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 the setup, uh, on characters, and so I asked a friend who worked with me on a short story in Zenova if he would do line art with me, and he said yes, and then we created uh, this new title, The Impure. And we had a lot of fun. It was a great experience for me just to be a writer on a big book like this. Now, before we leave Zenobra behind, I love that book. Right? That was such, that's such a great book. Dragons and boy, you know, every young boy loves dragons. And I, I never put that behind me. And I read that book and I, I was so in love with it. And you'd had like a follow-up story after the initial story. As I remember, there was a, there was a separate issue that came out after that. Yeah. And was that something that, that you guys planned or was that something uh, that kind of just happened? Well, that was something we made. Uh, we wanted to make a sequel. So the first seven-issue run for Zenoba was planned as a standalone close story setup. And we had so much fun. And the ending was basically open. Uh, so there was potential for a sequel. And yeah, we wanted to make a sequel and because I was... Uh, at the New York Comic Con uh, in 2019, uh, I wanted to make some kind of uh, uh, like like a standalone one shot 
to prepare prepare for that sequel. So it's basically the zero number for the next uh, Zenoba material, and we did that especially uh, for as a specially one shot issue for the new Comic Con. And yeah, we want to do a sequel, but we want to have all the scripts written down before we start any promotion and any pitching and we are working on the script and as a writer i'm i'm very um um picky uh sometimes i write like seven to ten different versions of a script for 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 a complete issue and i want it to be the best i can do so i will take the time i need to get those scripts done before i start promoting and drawing I'm kind of curious because you, as an artist, uh, you know, you're used to thinking visually, and that's a good thing for a comics writer to be able to understand that. Was that a challenge to you? I mean, you said you wanted to go that route. Was there a reason why you wanted to go that? I mean, you know, writers can you can write a, a line, and it takes like a, a artist a whole day to do it. You know, the, the the dragon shot fire out of its mouth, and you've done that, and you're done for the day, and the other guy's got to draw the whole thing. But it, was there a reason why you wanted to go to writing? I, I find that interesting. Um, well, I never saw myself just uh, as an artist or just as a penciler. I always saw myself as a comic book creator. And creator means uh, I basically do everything. I just learned lettering last year at at the Cubit School. Uh, uh, I I learned coloring. Uh, uh, I, I'm still learning coloring. And on the Impure, I did my first big coloring job. Um, so I basically learned over the last years to do everything you need to know. I, I learned... Uh, how to pitch, how to communicate with uh, uh, with publishers. I learned how to promote Kickstarter campaigns. I, I learned how, how how to write, uh, how to letter, how to draw everything that is important to make comic books. And I think that's the whole thing about being a comic book creator. At least, not having some basic understanding of everything, because you know some of the best comic book writers in the industry just take alan moore have also some kind of uh, artist backgrounds alan moore is also a great uh, uh, artist uh, and just look at uh, uh, jeff lemire who is also a great artist so uh, being an artist uh, helps a lot also being a good writer and the other side around too if you have some basic uh, understanding of story writing you can become a much better artist so it comes together as as a one thing it's really cool because uh i i always think that writers who understand comics and who understand the visuals can help an artist you know make something really great on the page and i i'm looking forward to it because i think that uh the impure is going to be one of those great books now did you kickstarter impure before uh it hit scout Yes, yes. I, I did a kickstart campaign for the Impure before we uh, went out to scout just to get the payment for, for at least some of the artists together, uh, at least up front. And um, we did a hardcover book. It was mainly done for a German version, but I also offered an English version. It was the first time I offered 
uh, English version of a Kickstarter book. And uh, I, I got some great orders from outside of Germany. I got some orders from, from uh, other countries in Europe, but also a lot from the United States. Uh, and I hope um, they will get their books soon because I'm now in quarantine. I can't go out and send the next books to, to the... Uh, but I have I have all the books next to me in, in, in the bags. They're just ready to get out. Okay, well, that's good. I'm sure people will be looking forward to it because it's, it's great stuff. Uh, now, I, I want to right away. This is an important thing we got to get as soon as possible. Uh, the Impure needs to be ordered very soon because the in January here, this is coming out in March, my understanding. And you have to give your store if you want to streamline the process. Give them the diamond code number, and the diamond code number for the Impure number one is J A N for January, of course. 211514 and you want to make sure you give that to your store so that they can order it. It, makes, it just makes it easier if you have the number. They can look it up and get it in there really quickly. So that's going to end again this week. You want to make sure you get in there as soon as you can because they got to get it into Diamond so they can get the orders uh, and make sure that they're in there. Exactly. So Very good thing. So why don't you describe for people uh, what the Impure is about? So, so basically, the Empire is the story of a sto soldier in a great war between humans and the rest of the universe. And with, with the rest of the universe, I mean, there are like hundreds of different alien races that are having that sort of alliance and it's humans versus, versus all those aliens. And in this war, uh, we have... A, a human soldier who who um, who lost his his home planet and his mother uh, in a big attack from those aliens. So he grew up with some kind of hate against aliens, and he he is in this uh, big war, and he comes in into some some sort of situation where he has to reconsider if he's on the right side of this war he 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 has to question his own loyalty so it's a, a lot about uh, uh, loyalty versus versus being a, a good human or a good hero that's really cool. Now, the, um, the the his home world i think is according to the release that i was looking at it's castor Exactly, Castor, after the uh, Roman mythology mm -hmm. character. So it's not Earth. It, this is a different planet. Yeah. Uh, so h humans have spread all, all over the uh, universe. They have different planets. They have different planets. And uh, the main character grew up on the planet Castor. But he's a human. Mm -hmm. What's his name, by the way? Nero. Nero's the guy, okay. And there's another ca character, Minerva, is, exactly. is in the release. It's who his is, sister. Yeah, who is, the, who is Minerva? So sister? Minerva is his sister, and she, she basically had the same situation. She, she lost her mother and her home planet, but she had a different side on, on all this. She... Um, she's basically the antagonist who is questioning uh, Nero's uh, um, motivation at all. So Nero always wanted to be the hero, and in his in his view, 
hero means to be to do what needs to do uh, to be done to survive for human survival and minerva is quite um uh, on a different position she her pri priority is not being uh, not focusing on survival but more on um being a good uh, to do the right thing she's more um, um, more she's more she has more a moral codex and th that two things are coming together and we learn that they're going they're quite opposite so um doing the right thing is not being loyal or not always to do what's needed to do for survival Yeah, it, it's just it sounds like a a really interesting story because of all the the complexity going on human relationships and how complex they get brother sister relationships. Boy, I know that one. That's a <laughs> that's a yeah, fun one. Yeah, in the end, um, I wanted to to have a main character who who looks like someone who is the hero, but in the end, we learn that he's just on the wrong side, and he has to learn that himself. And it, it's more like we are not following the hero in this story. We are more following the antagonist in this story. The the villain is probably Nero is more the villain in this story. And in the end, he he just learns this lesson. Because hmm. that's interesting. Because usually comics, of course, focus on the hero, the good guy. That was it. Was that something you wanted to do? Something a little different by focusing on Nero? Yeah, because um, I think uh, it was like 10 to 15 years ago, uh, I read an article, it was about an American soldier who was um, in, I think it was in, in, Iraq, in Iraq, I'm not sure, if, or Afghanistan, I'm not sure, but uh, that soldier was in prison uh, uh, f uh, for raping some, uh, some people there, some uh, uh, civilians, and I thought uh, what that's a horrible, horrible thing to do, mm -hmm. uh, and I thought being in a war in a situation like this can can make can mess up your mind a lot, mm -hmm. and in 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 a in a real war situation, um, there are no heroes, they, and they are just humans, and they can get sick a lot in. Uh, uh, And I wanted to analyze this. How, how can a person become so bad? And can he still be a, a hero? And can a person like this be redeemed? Nero is not on that level, even that he raped anyone, but he's on the wrong side of this war. And it, the whole question I have in, when I was writing uh, this is, can a person like this redeemed if he, he, if he gets if he changes his mind in, in, in a sort that he thinks uh, he understands that he's wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, the other person, uh, you've divided these up into chapters, into different stories. Uh, there's a Nero story, there's a Minerva story, and there's an, uh, a story for August. Why don't you, who's August? So August is like the the guy who's in between Nero and Minerva. Nero is an extreme. He, he's loyalty to, to the human uh, military. And Minerva 
is loyal to to uh, she's not loyal to the aliens, but she's taking side with the aliens. And um, August is is a character who's in between those. He thinks um, he he wants to protect the the human the humans, but he knows the humans did a lot wrong in this war, and he helps Nero in this story, and he he will be a much more important character in the future. So I wanted to set him up in a, as a f- in-between character at first, but he, he's kind of, he has a different view on all this. Uh, it's not black and white. Mm-hmm. Now I noticed in the different chapters, there are different artists doing the line art. Sometimes you do the colors. I notice. But you've got different artists, uh, and I would—I'm sure I would butcher their names terribly. But they—they—the um, they, artwork to me is stunning. I mean, it's just amazingly great. You know how how great it is. It has a little bit of an anime feel to it, but the, wow! I, I have to say, your colors too on that initial chapter. Wow, that's really great stuff going on with that. How did you come across the artists? Were they people you knew? Did you put out a, a like an all call? How did you find the artist for this book? Uh, well, all this started um, when I was working on Zinoba on the first Kickstarter. We had some money from the campaign um, that we had basic that was basically uh, something we had free to use, and I decided I wanted to spend those that money on supporting other artists. Get getting them in into a short story. So I wrote three short stories for the first Dinova book and we picked three different artists. And this became a tradition on all of my books. We did that for the second Zinoba book. And I also did this now for the Impure. And all the uh, artists on this book are artists I knew before. Um, all of them are, are friends I met over the course of the last uh, three to four years. And I, I pick my artists like I have an idea of a story in my head and I, I just look around the artists I know and the artists I can find on other places and think about which artists would fit to the story most. And because I know so much artists uh, from... Uh, conventions in the United States and here and from the internet, um, there's a big number of artists I can pick from. Mm, great. I mean, do you kind of pick the artist based on what the story is going to, what kind of things they have to illustrate? Yeah, it's more like um, when I look at an artist, uh, I, I think about would this genre or this uh, style fits to the style I have in mind for the story? Mm-hmm. Now, I, I have to say, on the cover, there's this really interesting, it looks like it's armor that this guy is wearing. wearing. He's got, like, little lights all over the place, I guess, just to help him see in the dark or something if need to. But he's interestingly carrying a gun that is about as tall as he is. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always wonder how people carry that kind of stuff. Is it very light? I mean, how does... Is it part of the the, the outfit? How, how does he get to be able to do that? So uh, basically, uh, um, we don't know if this uh, cover is in space or on a planet with gravity. So it could oh, be gotcha. out of space. And, well, in this book, um, the visual style 
was all about having a lot of fun. Uh, we, 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 when I was thinking with uh, Hannes, the artist, about the book, um, we thought first about stuff we like and we have fun with. We, we picked influence from all over our, our favorite books and animes and, and video games. We, we, we picked some, a lot Japanese influence. We picked some Final Fantasy video game stuff. We picked some uh, Dune uh, science fiction material, uh, we, Star Wars and even we did some kind of power rangers in this book we we did everything we thought that could be cool and uh this big gun is is basically exactly uh uh telling us how much fun we we had <laughs> well that's interesting because you know, once you mentioned the gravity then i get it because i was like I, I always see those kinds of things. And I see when I go to conventions and stuff, too, I see people going around with carrying guns. Now, they're obviously like made of cardboard or something like that. But obviously, they're based on like anime and and things. And I'm always fascinated by that, how they can actually do that. But uh, that's a good explanation for that. I couldn't figure out how they would do that. But, hey, in zero gravity, you can carry anything. That's great. Exactly. Well, the, the armor of uh, the impure characters is mainly made to survive everywhere. And they are basically powerful enough to destroy a whole planet. And when you destroy a whole planet, you have at, at least, you, you have to be able to, to survive out of space. And for the next books, uh, I'm planning a lot of uh, battles in, 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 in space. Now, you made available to me like the first 100 pages of it. That's not the whole book, is it? Uh, yes, it is the whole book, okay. the whole first book. Uh, okay. The Impure is planned as uh, like four books. Though. So this is the first book. And we are already working on the second book. I'm now think, working on the script. Well, wow. It, I have to say, as I read it, and, you know, it, it is a beautiful book. It's a, a, a tremendous story. I, you know, the human aspects to it really touched me. You know, why people do what they do and the situations they find themselves in. Just amazing stuff. I, I was really, the, the brother-sister thing, like I said, that really gets to me. Because I, you know, I have a sister, and it's a very complicated relationship. You know, comics tend to focus on fathers and sons and stuff like that all the time. But it was nice to see a different relationship. You know, like you said, you're focusing on the the the, the antagonist as opposed to the hero. And doing that, this book really does go places I haven't been before. And as somebody who's been reading a long time, that is so refreshing. So I have to tell you, that is so great to read. I really like that. Thank you very much. It's just great stuff. I, I am so pleased with it. I'm just dying for people to see it. Of course, I, I'm always wanting to know why. And I have to ask, why is this book called The Impure? Well, The Impure is basically a term that is used in in in, in the setting. Um, well, um, the main characters are some kind of super soldiers that are artificially made by uh, the military or by a, a, a group uh, of uh, people. And these super soldiers are called the ITO, uh, I-T-O. And um, because there's a lot 
alien technology and even uh, alien DNA used to to make those uh, super soldiers. They are ca called uh, or considered not purely human anymore. In in this society, human society is all about being pure human. It is possible to to have inbreeds, half humans, half aliens. And the impure are soldiers that are not fully human anymore. And everything that is not fully or purely human anymore is um, called the impure. It's, it's not a good word in this setting. It's um, uh, a very negative term used to describe uh, individuals who are not... Uh, fully human and not fully accepted in, in human society anymore. Mm, interesting. So you've got that uh, sort of a societal uh, element in the story as well. Yeah. So you basically, it's not used only for these super soldiers. It's also used for people who are born with uh, as mixed race. And we have another character in this book who is an example for that. It, he's also an Eto, but he was already born before uh, uh, as a not fully human. He was all his life an impure. It's interesting to me because uh, one of the things I love in a, in a comic is world building. And I think you've done a great job of building this world somewhere we haven't been before. And gosh, I just have to congratulate that. I, I you know, I'm tired of New York City. <laughs> say so. Every comic that comes out from some companies is in New York City. And I have read New York City till I'm blue uh, in, in the face from it. So to read something that is completely new uh, for me is just, you know, what a treat that is. It's just such a, a well done thing. And I think you've gathered a terrific team. And I think people are going to really enjoy the story. So I, let me uh, make sure we get that number again. Uh, it's in, it, the impure number from Diamond is JAN211514. You want to make sure you give that to your uh, comic shop so that they can order it and get that in there. That, that, that's for the initial book from the nonstop. And then the other book will come later. And I think the book should have a, an order number for the other book to come hopefully yeah so that'll be good stuff so if people want to follow you and keep up with your stuff like through social media how do they do that they can follow me on twitter on facebook on uh on instagram at the moment i'm very silent on those uh, social media because i'm focusing up uh, about sending out the the kickstarter material preparing the script for the new book but um now I have to do some promotion for this book too. So um, yeah, they can find me a lot on Twitter at the moment. What's your Twitter handle? Do you remember? Uh, well, it's basically my name, uh, Ralph Singh uh, or Singh Ralph. I need to, I, I, I think I forgot. I forget this always. It's, mm -hmm. uh, I have to look at, it's Singh Ralph. It's my name with the family name first. And your last name is spelled S-I-N-G-H. So for people have to find that out. And also R-A-L-F is the first name. Exactly. We want to make sure you get us because if people do the Americanized version, they may not find it. <laughs> yeah. We have to make sure we get that in there. So this is going to obviously keep you busy. Are there other projects you're working on? Yeah, I'm working on, on the sequel for uh, Zenoba. 
I also did a um, comic book adaption of a video go game that is in the works um, last year. It's all, the book is already finished, but uh, the because the video game is not ready, um, they wanted to wait with the uh, release of the comic book a bit. And the Kickstarter will campaign will for the comic book itself will start like uh, I think in a few months. It's 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 already done. It's it's colored. It just needs some lettering. And I'll, I'll also I'm also doing um, a, a, another title Seven Swords for Scout Comics for another client who uh, he who got his book at Scout Comics and I'm doing the line art and the coloring. Uh, right now I'm just do, doing the la final colors for that book and I'm also working on on a title for a German publisher which is uh, an adaption of, of a novel series uh, about dwarves so uh, there are a lot other uh, there's a lot other stuff I have in the pipeline at the moment Oh, good. That, that's good news for us because we get to read those good things. It's looking forward. We'll have to keep, we'll keep up with that. Do you have a website or anything or social media is basically the way to follow you? At the moment, social media. You can also follow me on Kickstarter. We can find my new pro projects when I, whenever they come up. Uh, but basically, when you Google my name, you can find everything you, you need. Well, I love your stuff. Zenobra, I still love. I, I, I keep I runs while I pull it out and read it again because it's it's just great fun. And this book, I'm really looking forward to people getting to read. I, I appreciate the chance to read ahead of time. I can tell you, I really love the book. I think people are going to really enjoy it. So all I can say is is that Ralph, keep up the wonderful stuff that you're doing. Thank you very much. Thank you. Mm -hmm. 